A study sheds light on a hidden and a dangerous side to retirement. One that you can avoid if you just know what it is. Aging options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA, and we wondered if that was wise. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome to another edition of Aging Options on this absolutely fantastic day that we have in the Great Northwest. The stories that we are going to be talking about today on today's edition is a new study that is out that sheds light on a hidden and a dangerous side of retirement, one we thought we knew, but surprises many of us. Uh, another story we talk about is one easy step you can take to reduce your risk of an almost certain fall in your aging years, in your retirement years. Uh, another story will be six reasons why it's better to continue living at home. And finally, rounding off the four stories that we pick out each week, is a Morningstar article on estate planning that absolutely misses the point, and we will tell you how it misses the point. Those are the stories that we are going to talk about, and those are the stories you will find on agingoptions.com. If you go to agingoptions.com each week, we go through the web and find the stories we think you should be paying attention to to be able to successfully age as you travel deeper into retirement. If retirement is at all on your mind, if you're either living retirement or you're thinking about retiring sometime, this is a compelling conversation you want to pay attention to. And these are the stories that I think, if you pay attention to them, can make the difference between you succeeding or failing in retirement. But besides the stories, which we will certainly be talking about, this is your show. I think if you have any questions about retirement, any aspect of retirement doesn't just have to be the legal issues, which I, as a lawyer, am quite adept at dealing with. Uh, but outside of the legal issues, retirement has many facets to it. You're thinking about how to approach health care issues, whether it's questions about Medicare, Medicaid, VA, uh, how, how to pick the right doctor, how to lower your risk of going to a nursing home by 40% by, by picking the right medical team, all those types of things. When it comes to housing issues, should you downsize, should you move, uh, should you stay in your home, should you take a reverse mortgage, consider a reverse mortgage, financial issues, everything from are you ready to retire to should you invest in a long-term care insurance policy and legal issues, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, all the questions that we 
probably are thinking about and have these are things that we ruminate about and sometimes get confused about. This is your show. If you have any questions, this is the place where you can get pretty straight answers. All you have to do is to call 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And if you call, we will be taking your call. Tarek is in the studio waiting to go ahead and answer your call. And you will come up on the on the screen, and we will certainly be talking to you. You will not only get your answer, your question answered, but you probably will be helping thousands of other people who are listening to the show right now who probably have the question, but for one reason or another choose not to end up calling. So you can be doing yourself a favor and doing a lot of other people a favor. Give us a call, 800-465-8770. And uh, before I go into the stories, just a couple other announcements I want to make. One is today is uh, on this absolutely fabulously glorious day, we are having a live, in, in-person live seminar that we'll be uh, talking about. You remember from the good old days, uh, each month we used to do three or four of those seminars. That's how you came. You learned about what life planning is, what retirement planning is, why people fail in retirement. And, and the promise that I've made to everyone always is this. If you come to the event and you learn nothing, see me after the fact, and I will refund everything you paid to come to the event, which is nothing, and I will probably end up buying you lunch wherever you want to go have lunch with me. So it is a no-lose uh, proposition for you. If you are vaccinated, if you feel comfortable coming to a live event, we have a small group. It's a large hall with about 80, 90 people who can fit in there, but we'll be accommodating no more than 20 people in that room. If you're vaccinated and you want to learn about this and you're just rearing to get out and do something, get back a sense of normalcy, gain control over your future, this is the best way to do that. Come today. It'll be in the Federal Way campus. And the address there is 31919 6th Avenue South. We'll be starting at 1 o'clock. We certainly have some room open for a few more people to show up. So if, if this is something you're doing, you're out and about, and you're thinking, yeah, I've been wanting to go to this seminar for a long time. I've been hearing Rajiv for a long time. Today is the day to be doing it. So uh, head on over to Federal Way. We are a mile uh, uh, We are mile west of uh, the highway. So if you're coming on Highway 5, you are going to go west on Highway uh, on, on, on 320th Street, that's the exit you end up taking. And our campus is right on the right-hand side. It's not very far at all. It's very easy to find good parking. And on this wonderful day, I mean, why, why would you not want to take advantage of this free education? Uh, and we will also... Uh, be talking about what year is it. So I just want to kind of tease that. That's a feature we've been playing for a long time. And uh, today, if you want to play along with us, here's the question that I have. Uh, The number six-seeded Washington Huskies beat the number one-seeded Minnesota 17-7 to in the Rose Bowl in this year. Eggs cost 30 cents per dozen in this year. Yuri Gagarin became the first person to be in space, and this was the most popular song of the year. Was it 1960, was it 1961, or was it 1962? 
Well, if you know the answer, just kind of play along. I'll give you the answer right close to the 11 o'clock hour, and you will know whether you have it right. So let's get to our stories today that we have. we got four stories on the web. If you go on to agingoptions.com, you'll find all these stories up there. The first one really is a big surprise to me. I, I thought I knew it. I thought I'm keeping up with all these trends that are coming out. And here's a, a study that comes out. Uh, it's uh, The study is done by uh, Ross Andel, who happens to be the director of the School of Aging Studies at the University of South Florida. And he gave a TED Talk in, in, in uh, Canada, and then the TED Talk is there. In the article, there's a link to the TED Talk, and here's what he's finding out. People retire, and as soon as they retire, there's a very high likelihood that you're going to start seeping into, uh, into cognitive decline very quickly. So retirement is a time when we want to do all sorts of fun stuff, right? And when you take a look at all the data as to how do people fare once they are retired, once they actually cut the cord to work, how do they retire? What this article finds out and what he's finding out is that people double the risk of having dementia. People double the risk of uh, losing their cognitive abilities uh, in retirement. And the question, of course, is why. We all want to retire. I mean, make no mistake about it. After working 40, 50 years... One looks forward to being able to own the time that we that we have, that we are given, 24 hours a day, 1,440 minutes a day. We would like to go ahead and have those 1,440 minutes belong to us and not belong to somebody else. And when we do retire, the sad reality is we most of us end up retiring with no purpose in mind. And and we wake up when we need to. When Whenever we wake up, we wake up. And generally, there's no real routine, if you will. And that leads to a lot of people losing, people losing their, their ability to think clearly. And then slowly but surely, you start regressing and, and cognitive decline starts taking hold. The article is wonderful because it gives you not only the problem that people deal with. It's empirical data. He studied lots of people. All the studies that are out there is looking at that. There's another uh, link to a study that comes from, from the National Institute of Health. Uh, an abstract that talks about mental retirement and health selection analysis from the U.S. Health and Retirement Study. They're talking about that the, when they take a look at the number of people who have retired. In this study, there were about 18,000 people they looked at, and they looked at them while they were working, and they looked at them uh, after they retired from work. And they found people who continued to keep working relative to the people who stopped working were able to, they had twice the amount of cognitive abilities than people who had stopped working, meaning your rate of decline in your ability to recall information and be able to navigate life as seamlessly and as as efficiently as you were able to at one time, it declines twice as fast if you stop working. And the question, of course, becomes why. And the article, I think, it does a great job. You do need to go take a look at this article. If I were you, I would, if you're thinking about retiring, I would certainly take a look at it. The hopeful sign in this one is that it doesn't need to be. I mean, decline doesn't need to necessarily happen. And I and, and think uh, Ross Andel, Dr. Ross Andel, he does a good job of explaining as to why the decline happens. And it all really boils down to the, the old adage, use it to lose it, of your brain functions. When you're working, when you're in a routine, when you and I are working on a regular basis, we wake up, there's a purpose. There's something we have to get accomplished today. There's something that we are going to accomplish because, and, and we focus on that, and that allows your brain to actually be more active than it is when you just wake up and you do, and you, you'll do whatever you want to end up doing, which sounds great in the short run, but in the long run, it's a losing proposition.
And the way that he puts it is, and, and I'll just read the, this part of the paragraph. I thought it was well-written, hard for me to go ahead and replicate this. Although scientists don't know exactly why these kinds of impairments happen, Andal speculates that it could be related to the density of dendrites. Our nervous system is made up of neurons and dendrites, are the neural structures that typically receive electrical signals transmitted via the axon, the long cable-like nerve fiber of the neuron. Each neuron can have a lot of dendrites, or just one. It depends on how active the neuron is, Andal says. The more information travels uh, through the synapses, uh, the more information travels through the synapse, which forms between the axon and one neuron and the dendrite of another, the more synapses are created. They are created by a growing number of dendrites, he adds. So I think that the bottom line to the whole thing really is how much connection do you have? And we know that some of these cells are going to die, but do you have enough of them whereby you can divert? I mean, it's, it's a look, look at your brain and look at the information uh, uh, capacity that you can process, the processing capacity of your brain to be information is flowing on a highway, and if there's only one highway and there are no off-ramps and there's no on-ramps and there's no alternative routes, then you're dealing with just whatever the health of that one highway is. If the highway gets clogged, then you're stuck in it. You can you have nowhere to go. But if there were on-ramps and off-ramps, side streets you can end up taking, then you can get the information uh, to, the, to the destination. You can actually reach the destination. It may take you a little bit longer, but you'll do it. And this is what really this article is about. I think it is a fascinating article when I read that. Just to go ahead and show you that over and over again, we come to the same conclusion. Dementia may not be something we can control, but how we are able to live with dementia is something that is totally in our control. Uh, you've heard me talk about the nuns Alzheimer's study where nuns have donated their brains to science. They die, and they dissect the brains and find out, oh, my God, this brain is riddled with plaques and tangles, the telltale signs of Alzheimer's. Then they reflect back, and they look back at the life of the nun whose brain they're dissecting and say, how was this nun doing while she was living? And you find out that there was nothing wrong. I mean, she was going along pretty much normally. May have slowed down a little bit, but doing pretty darn well. How could it be that people have this amount of Alzheimer's and they still don't have any 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 signs of Alzheimer's is because nuns are leading a life of purpose. Now, there are many reasons to it, but one of the key things that I take away from that study is that nuns always live a life of purpose. They wake up, they got something to do, and as long as you have something to do, the brain uh, is a muscle, uh, it's elastic, uh, and it, 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 the plasticity of the muscle means that if part of the brain starts dying off, other parts of the brains take over. And this study, this, this, this article that I have today, it just kind of builds on that theory that, that basically is saying that if you're not going to use parts of the brain, your brain is going to shut down, and without anything else to take its place, you will probably start dealing with dementia. It's a great study. You want to take a look at it. If you happen to be around a computer, go to agingoptions.com, take a look at this study. The other study that, that I thought was interesting is one easy step you can take to reduce risk of almost certain fall in retirement. It turns out that between 1997 and 2017, between 1997 and 2017, there has been a massive increase in the behavior of consumers that is leading to more people having falls, and that puts you in that situation. We are right about at the break time. We're going to take a break. Uh, remember, we are playing What Year Was It?, uh, so keep thinking that, and when you uh, when we come back, I'll pick up on the stories, and I hope to be able to talk to you. If you have a question, give us a call, 
1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. When we come back, I'll talk about one easy step you can take to reduce the risk of an almost certain fall in retirement. And it's the behavioral change that we need to take a look at, or is it? And when we come back, I'll talk to you a little bit about that. We'll be back after the break. Sixty-one percent of Americans would rather die than live in a nursing home. But without a plan, when your health does fail, chances are you'll end up in a nursing home. Is that really where you want to be during a pandemic? Learn how to create a future where you are in control at a retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. In this seminar, you'll learn why 70% of traditional retirement planning fails and the easy steps you can take today to protect your money, quality of life, and ability to age at home. Join Rajiv Nagayich for a safe, limited, in-person class in Federal Way today, April 17th, or an online class Tuesday, April 20th. Make your free, no-obligation reservations at LifePointLaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319 South Suite, A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement with life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is uh, Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayich talking all things aging. My co-host, Phil George, who normally is here on a Saturday with me, is with his brand new baby boy who was born a couple of days ago. Uh, welcome to this world, uh, Mr. George Jr., uh, we are so happy to have you here, and Phil and, and, and Elise, I hope you guys are enjoying your time off. So I know you'll be off for about six or eight weeks. Uh, we'll be missing you, but we hope to get you back here pretty soon. Uh, before we took the break, we were talking about uh, different stories, and we also were talking about the fact that if you have a question about aging, about anything about retirement, uh, whether it is financial-related, uh, should you buy a long-term care insurance policy, what about a reverse mortgage, uh, when should you retire, are you invested properly, should you have an IRA or Roth IRA, uh, whether it's legal issues. Right now, there's a lot about taxes that is in the air. It's all unsettled. Uh, State of Washington is thinking about uh, adding a 9% capital gains tax uh, to people who are making more than $50,000 in capital gains uh, on, on a sale uh, of an item. I think you know that's going to be big in the news. Uh, there's uh, a possibility that at the federal level, the estate tax limit is going to come down from the present 11.7 million dollar exemption amount 
to what it used to be at one time, $3.5 million. And, and there's, a, there's a slight possibility that the state of Washington may be looking at lowering its uh, exemption from the current $2.2 million to maybe down to $1, $1 million. Does that does this mean that you should be doing something different at this point in time? If you have those types of questions, give us a call. Phone lines are open, 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. you got a question about retirement, I promise you we have an answer. It may not be the answer that you're used to getting, but it'll be an answer that'll be more successful. It'll be much more accurate and more helpful when it comes to you planning the proper way. There's no doubt there's a lot of information that's out there. It's all good information. But with all that good information, the reality is 7 out of 10 people actually end up failing in retirement. And you don't want to be that failure. And that is why this show exists. Aging options exist only for the simple reason, recognizing that the richest country in the world has the tendency to put 70% of the people in America, 70% of the people in America, out of their home on, on the day that they're going to be taking their last breath. Meaning 70% of us will not be living out our lives in our own home. We will become a burden on our family members, or we will lose money to uncovered medical and long-term care expenses, all preventable. All of them are preventable. And the key to making sure that you can prevent it is that you have to plan differently. What does that different planning look like? Well, today at 1 o'clock on the Federal Way campus, we will be dis- uh, we'll be discussing that particular issue in a live seminar. If you want to, if you're out and about, you want to just learn as to what life planning is about, you've heard, Rajiv, you've been wanting to come to the seminar, you've been vaccinated, hopefully you've been vaccinated, show up to the campus, we will have some extra room for you, we'll have a small number of people coming in, uh, but I totally understand that this is not, not a time where everyone is comfortable coming, but if you are vaccinated, then this would be a good time. It's totally, you know, we will be taking all the precautions, social distancing, masking, all of that sort of neat stuff, we will be there in a safe environment, get back to some sense of normalcy. A year has gone by, many of us have put off doing planning and in making sure that we can we can secure our future years. Don't put it off anymore. If you're out and about, come today. If you can't make it today, go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. And on the main page, you will be able to find a way to, uh, to, to sign up for uh, three other opportunities you have. Next Saturday in Olympia, we'll be there at 1 o'clock at the, at the R Hotel or some hotel up there, and you can go and find out where, where it is at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That'll be also a live event, and again, socially, properly social distance uh, with all the proper precautions that you're taking, uh, King County, Thurston County, both in Phase 3. Uh, so I think we can we can have many more people than we are going to probably end up allowing. So it will be a safe environment. That I promise you. We will be making sure that you are going to be safe there. So if you're thinking about coming, you can go to another live event. But if you don't want to go to a live event, you've got two other opportunities. You can go to an online event, which is going to be on April 20th at 6 p.m. And it will be in another one on April 22nd, also on 6 p.m. All you have to do is to go to lifepointlaw.com and register for one of these events, and we hopefully will see you. Because, look, time is fleeting by, COVID or no COVID. We are getting older each and every day, and you want to do whatever you can to protect yourself from things that are pretty nasty. They're not very pleasant to deal with in retirement. You want to you retire to live your dream, not to live a nightmare. 
And it is totally in your hands whether you're going to end up living a dream or whether your dream is going to turn into a nightmare. And we can show you how and, and what, what, what happens when you don't do the planning properly and what proper planning looks like. Uh, today, again, phone lines are open, 800-465-8770. If you have any questions, we have probably the answers in that area, 800-465-8770. We can talk about it. We were talking about some stories that are on the Aging Options website. The next story I wanted to talk about is one easy step you can end up taking to reduce an almost certain fall in retirement. What turns out, between 1997 and 2017, between a 20-year span, the use of medications that lead to falls has just about doubled. Here's the story. I mean, the, the story is uh, coming to us from from a uh, website, Health Day, and they do a good job of researching everything out of there. And, 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 the, and here are the, some of the numbers that they're, uh, that they're suggesting. The article reports that 20 years ago, the number of seniors taking prescriptions known to trigger falls stood at less than 6 out of 10. So less than 60% of the people were taking medications that could actually lead to this stuff. What do you think that number is in 2017? Are you ready for this? It is 94%. Almost all of us are going to be taking these medications. And this just kind of shows you all these ads that you and I see on TV and radio, the incessant amount of ads, the incessant amount of profit that is built into pills to solve everything. Now, these pills, mind you, and the article kind of points that out, that, that these medications in question are used to treat a lot of issues, uh, and they're, they're supposed to help us with the healthcare issues. The problem with medicine is that, you know, each pill takes one very narrow aspect of life and says we can fix that, but we don't care whether you're going to have another action or reaction to this, this pill that you're taking that we come back to kill you. And the end result of all of this is, according to the CDC numbers, the number of people who die because of falls has more than doubled in the same 20-year period. This is just absolutely mind-bogglingly simply stupid as to how we approach our healthcare issues. And it all goes down to, and, and if you heard me on this, and you know, think about what's wrong with the healthcare system. We spend the most amount of money anywhere in the world on healthcare. Do we as Americans live the longest lifespans? No, we don't. Do we live the healthiest lifespans? No, we don't. Then what's the point of spending the most amount of money to make pharmaceutical companies, hospitals, and medical uh, providers, uh, wealthy individuals. What is the point of uh, what is the point in that when you and I, the consumer, are not getting anything, but we get bombarded by a lot of information about the stuff? Are there doctors you can go to who might be able to do a better job for you? And and my answer always has been yes. There are specialists who specialize in dealing with the physiology of people who are over the age of seventy, and they are called geriatric care physicians. And you've heard me talk about this forever. How, do you have a board-certified geriatric doctor? Do you have a doctor who says, oh, I see a lot of old people, therefore I'm qualified to go ahead and treat old people? The number of people who are dying due to falls, many of these falls induced due to the medications you're taking, has doubled in the last 20-year period between, 2017, uh, between 1997 and 2017. Has doubled. Do you have the right physician? If not, why not? Remember, when you were raising children, assuming that you have children, when you were raising them, 
and they fell ill when you were looking for a doctor for them, I would suspect that very few of us accepted the proposition of taking the child to our regular internal medicine doctor. Why not? Because pediatrics is a specialty. The physiology of children under the age of 18 is different. We need for these children to be seen by somebody who understands the nuance between a fever caused by just a viral infection or a fever caused by something that could be a little bit more nefarious. And so we said, no, 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 we need to go see a pediatric care physician. And we don't even think twice about the whole thing. We go running to a pediatrician when it comes to children. But when it comes to us, oh, it's okay. We can, we can go ahead and make it happen. And what is the best thing that the geriatrics, uh, geriatric care physicians are able to do? Understanding the differences in physiology between people over the age of 70 and under 70, they're better able to prescribe medications and appreciate the dangers of, uh, of prescribing some medications. Indeed, the, gerontol, uh, the Gerontological Society or the GSA and the American Geriatrics Society, uh, uh, they publish on a yearly basis, they publish a list called the Beers List. It's a list of medications which medical community knows should not be given to people over the age of 70 unless until there's a real compelling reason for, for them to be given these medications. And if these medications are given, they should be given under the strict supervision of a physician, routinely given out in normal medical practice. Why would you want to not do something that is different? These are the little, little details about planning that can go a long way in helping you secure your hopes of having a successful retirement. A successful retirement where you can live long, healthy lives. You don't end up succumbing to illnesses and end up in institutional care or become a burden to your loved ones or end up losing money to uncovered long-term care medical expenses. All in your, all in your control. What's missing? Knowledge, education. You don't hear too much education about geriatric medicine, do you? Even though there's all sorts of research, University of Minnesota actually did research in geriatrics one time, and it's published, and you hear, you've heard me talk about this before also. And that study basically shows that people who are being seen, retirees, older people who are being seen by a good geriatric team, they have a 40% less chance of needing home care and home health. And what does life look like when you don't need home care and home health? You're nowhere close to being in a nursing home. That's what life looks like. That's the second story we have on agingoptions.com. Great stories we put up each week because these are stories that you want to actually pay attention to. We've got, actually, I got in my rant, I uh, missed out. Nick, uh, I recognize you're there. When we come back, I will be taking a call, but we need to take a break. Uh, and before we take a break, I just want to remind you, we are playing What Year Was It? Uh, uh, Washington Huskies ranked number six beat Minnesota ranked number one, 17-7 in the Rose Bowl in this year. A dozen eggs cost 30 cents in this year. Yuri Gagarin became the first man in space. And this was the most popular song of the year. Was it 1960, 61, or 62? You take a guess. We'll give you the answer right about the 11 o'clock hour. We'll be back right after the break. Sixty-one percent of Americans would rather die than live in a nursing home. But without a plan, when your health does fail, chances are you'll end up in a nursing home. Is that really where you want to be during a pandemic? 
Learn how to create a future where you are in control at a retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. In this seminar, you'll learn why 70% of traditional retirement planning fails and the easy steps you can take today to protect your money, quality of life, and ability to age at home. Join Rajiv Nagayich for a safe, limited, in-person class in Federal Way Tuesday, April 20th at 6 p.m. or Thursday, April 22nd at 6 p.m. Make your free, no-obligation reservations at LifePointLaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319 South Suite, A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Now, back to Aging Options. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Know your options. Here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayich talking all things aging. If you're aging, you've got questions about aging, this is the place to get some good answers, better answers than you would probably end up getting from other outlets. And it is going to be better, not because the advice is going to be better, but it's going to be more comprehensive in nature. Anything that you do in one area impacts what your life is going to look like in some other area. And without the analysis, you end up with an incomplete answer, even though the answer by itself in that narrow focus is good, just like the medications. It may cure blood pressure. It may, may allow you to have uh, manage your blood pressure issues. But if it increases the risk of you falling down, and you fall down and then you break your hip, end up in the hospital, and then the nursing home, the routine, that was not a very good, good, good answer for the blood pressure issue that you were dealing with, is it? And that's the same thing with aging issues. If you've got questions, you need a more complete answer than what the traditional outlets are going to give you, and this is the place where you're going to get them. If you have questions, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770 is how you get your question answered. And that's exactly what Nick has done. Nick, welcome to Aging Options. What's in your mind? Yes, my question, I have two questions, Rajiv. One, uh, of a widow, uh, her husband dies, he's in his 70s, she's in her 50s. Does she have to wait till she's 60 before she can start receiving the benefits from his uh Social Security is that is that correct? That you have to wait, even though uh, she's now she's still working and paying into Social Security. But uh, I just I was I thought she started receiving it even even though she was younger. But am I am I incorrect? Or I, I'm yeah, no, you would be unless she is disabled. If she was fifty five years of age and disabled, she could get it at fifty five. But if she is not disabled, okay, no. she's had to wait till sixty to go ahead and get the Social Security okay. benefits. The widow's okay. Now my second question relates. To this. It's not it's not direct related aging, but in some ways it is relative. Mm-hmm. The same individual learned that her husband had a workers' comp claim uh, for quite a lump, quite a big amount of money that was being paid to him. I think something like six, five or six thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But she learned later that when he had he had given her the papers to sign off relative to whether he received the whole benefit, she received half, or whatever the options are under L and I with the state of Washington. She realized that he had not told her what she was signing. He was telling her, basically, you have to sign this in order for me to get the claim and didn't explain anything to her. And I didn't know if there was any kind of appeal process because it's been a couple of years. And mm-hmm. uh, yet also the other kind of question I have is if, if the attorney that was representing the husband relative to succeeding in getting the claim, if he was a party to the not disclosing that, would that not be something that would be 
fraudulent, would that make a difference in terms of the appeal process? If, if, uh, and she happens to be uh, from another country. Her English is not that great, probably doesn't read English. And so uh, she's now understanding what happened. And, of course, she's out of the... Uh, out of the money that she would have received had she signed off on maybe half or whatever the various factors are other than the husband receiving the entire benefit. Right, yeah, and, and boy, what a tough situation to be in. And my heart goes out to her because she probably didn't understand what she was signing. Signed it, totally trusted right. her husband. It happens right. all the time. Uh, and the recourse, yeah. is, they're minimal. It's a very, it's an uphill battle for her to go ahead and fight. Maybe worth looking into. Yeah, I, I'm not a workers' comp uh, attorney, so I wouldn't sure. know where to really start. But in normal legal parlay, what you would end up doing is you will basically claim to be an innocent spouse who was made to do something that you didn't understand you were doing. And and uh, if he can make that claim, I, I'm not quite sure about the legalities of this one. I, I won't even sure. tell you whether it is possible or not. Uh, and and right, the question okay. about the attorney, was the attorney culpable? I think the attorney was not fraudulent, but it may be negligent, right? I mean, those are two different yeah. standards. Fraudulent is when you're trying yeah, to okay. go ahead and defraud somebody. I, I doubt if you'll be able I to see. show that the attorney had any, any intent of, of defrauding the wife, uh, particularly mm-hmm. when he's going to make the same amount of money, whether he uh, sees the money go less money go to the husband for the to secure the wife or not he's going to make the same amount of money right so right. negligent yeah i mean she, did the attorney have any culpability of of explaining things to the wife or explaining things to the right. husband to make sure that the wife knew possibly and these are things that you should, yeah. she should explore the downside of doing all this you end up spending a little bit money to explore whether you even have a claim or not so do me a favor sure email me at radio at agingoptions.com and I will give you the name and phone number of a couple of attorneys who I think will be in a much better uh, position to go ahead and help you out with that. Very good. I appreciate that. And the, the claim, as I understand, the settlement was for like a million dollars. So she would have been oh receiving goodness. a fairly yeah. sizable amount. And he yeah. only lived yeah. two years into the claim. So uh, however long his life expectancy was, uh, she would have, um, you know, so it's a, it's a sizable amount of money that she's now not uh, receiving any of. So anyway, Absolutely. I, and, uh, I think it's worth looking into. I just don't know as to how easy it will be for her to be able to, you know, get the answer that she's looking for. But worth the claim. Worth looking into, definitely. So email me, and I will send you names of two or three attorneys, and you can reach out to them. Bye. All right, Nick. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. And that leaves the line open. If you have a question, give us a call, 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. Any questions that you have on retirement planning, and it doesn't necessarily need to be retirement planning. Maybe you have a neighbor. Maybe there's something going on with you and your family members, and then the things are not all on the same, uh, not everyone is on the same page. What are your legal rights? How do you go about uh, establishing these things? Uh, the m- more pertinent questions would be, how should you be approaching your legal planning now so that you don't have to deal with these scrapes as time goes on? Uh, preventative legal planning, if you call it, and which is what uh, we always talk about, and we, we keep trying to work on it. So if you have any questions, give us a call. 800-465-8770. And I believe we have Carl, who's calling from Tacoma. Carl, welcome to Aging Options. How can I help? Uh, good morning, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, getting uh, some money from an uncle who passed. He made it to 102. <laughs> oh, wow. And so um, my brothers and sisters, you know, other people are getting some money. Now, the problem with me, I feel, is I have... Um, I'm receiving subsidized housing, so if I inform them 
I don't know if uh, I haven't talked to them yet. I may lose that housing supplement or a large part of it. Uh, I'm thinking, can I put it in a trust or something like that where I won't be using it and it can just be held? Yeah, actually, yes. And then this is this is so common. And, Carl, I mean, this doesn't happen to many people, but it happens very frequently to people in your situation that you are receiving either subsidy and subsidized housing or medical benefits or long-term care benefits, and all of a sudden a long-lost uncle or somebody leaves money to you, and oh my God, all these benefits are based on your income and your assets, uh, and, and when you get the money, then you're going to have problems. And, and yeah, uh, what's going to happen is this. Uh, when you disclose to them that you've got this kind of money, they are going to stop your subsidies. But if you disclose to them that you got the money and you put it into a special needs trust uh, that you created, then they are still going to penalize you, but they can't penalize you as much. The way that it works is that the money that you transfer, they will say, well, for the next two years, we are going to assume even though you may not be getting any money uh, directly or you may not be taking out money from the trust fund for yourself, we're going to assume that you earn interest and that interest is going to be considered to be income. Therefore, the amount is, you will be, your amount of money you have to pay towards rent, that will go up a little bit. But you should be able to preserve the majority of your assets in the trust. Whether you can create the trust yourself, my suggestion would be, yes, you can create something called a self-settled trust. But today you're dealing with, with housing subsidies. Tomorrow, if you are getting older and you needed some long-term care assistance under the same Medicaid program, or a similar program like your, your HUD program is, a Section 8 housing or whatever housing you're getting right now. That's what it is, yes, HUD. Yeah, if it is Section 8 housing. Then, then if you needed to access Medicaid for long-term care benefits, then that trust may be more difficult for you to deal with because you're over 75. My suggestion would be if you have family members that you can trust, that you should be able to gift the money to one of them, and they can, if they choose to, put it into a trust for you. So you gift the money out of your name, then you let the HUD people know, your housing people, I received this inheritance, and this is what I did with the money. And, and, you know, if you deal with a lawyer, someone like us, then we will be writing a letter on your behalf to, to the housing people and, and, and giving them the, the citation to all the laws so that they don't give you a hard time. Otherwise, what will happen is that the low-level manager or the, the, the front-line manager that you're dealing with, he or she probably will not understand the law, and they say, oh, no, 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 we got to cut your subsidy, and, and you go into a tirade. So get a hold of some good elder law attorney, somebody who understands these housing issues and they should be able to help navigate you through either gifting the money out of your name for uh, long-term protection, not only from housing, but also long-term care benefits. Or you can create a trust for right now just to protect yourself from the housing benefits for right now. And then you can decide what you want to do later on. Yeah, you mentioned uh, not only a special needs trust, you mentioned another name of, of a trust. I well, I, you know, the, the, the variation of the trust that we do is called a safe harbor trust. Oh, safe harbor. The, yeah, that's what I work with. You know, I, so it's a, it basically the chassis of a safe harbor trust is a special needs trust, but we put in other language to make sure that when the trustee, uh, whoever the trustee is, is, is starting to manage the money, that that trustee is obligated to use the money to 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 further your, your quality of life, to improve your quality of life by the use of that money. Because the okay. special needs trust is just a protection device. It just says, here's the money, it's protected. Do what you will. 
there's no obligation on the trustee to do anything with that money other than just sit on it. And I think I find that to be quite repugnant. And then there have been many cases early on, way early on, 20 years ago, when I was a brand-new lawyer, we had created one of these special needs trusts, protected money for a client uh, who was in a nursing home at that point in time. We protected about $80,000. And I felt like a hero, right? That's what we went to law school for. I knew exactly what to do, and we did that. We saved this lady $80,000. A year from that day, I went back to the same nursing home for a different client, and I just checked in on this lady to see how she was doing. She was doing fine, but her life had not changed. We had protected the money, but she was still living in the same room, had the same roommate. Her life had not changed one darn bit. And the children, the trustees, didn't know what to do with the money. And so then it, it, it occurred to me that the point of money is not to just have it in the bank account so when I die, my heirs get it. The point is to put this lady from a semi-private room to a private room. Make sure that she gets bath once a day, not once a week. Make sure that she right. gets her hearing aids every two years. Make sure her life is improved. Somebody can right. take her out to lunch every now and then. So that then becomes the safe harbor trust, that it's not enough to protect the money it is more important that we sit down and understand how can money be used and put some obligations on the trustee to do something with the money. Right. Yeah, I have a um, close cousin. We talked about it, that she would be called the trustee and hold the money. Right, and, uh, right. I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope that's uh, safe and works out. But you guys do this type of work, huh, if I came to you in oh, absolutely, way. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. You, you just give us a call, make an appointment. Uh, Aaron Paker is the young man who does most of this work now, and he'll be able to guide you through the process. And if he is busy, we'll find somebody in the firm, one of the attorneys in the firm, did we have to figure this out for you. His name is Aaron Baker. Baker. Uh, Baker with a P. P as in Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. All right, uh, Carl, thanks so much for the call. And A. John? Yeah, I can't help it with this beautiful weather. <laughs> I know. It is just absolutely gorgeous. I hope you enjoy the day and age on. Uh, and that leaves the line open. And that also brings us actually down to the break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, another story, Morningstar article on estate planning that absolutely misses the mark. How does it miss the mark? That's what we'll talk about when we come back. But in the meantime, before we go on the break, what year was it? Number six Huskies beat number one Minnesota 17 to 7. Eggs cost 30 cents a dozen. Yuri Gagarin became the first man in space. And this was the most popular song of this year. Okay, the song has disappeared. It was either 1960. Oh, he's going to bring it back. The song was Tossing and Turning by. And the year was either 1960, 61, or 62. When we come back at the end of the next segment, we'll give you the answer. See if you got it right. We'll be back after the break. Sixty-one percent of Americans would rather die than live in a nursing home. But without a plan, when your health does fail, chances are you'll end up in a nursing home. Is that really where you want to be during a pandemic? Learn how to create a future where you are in control at a retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. In this seminar, you'll learn why 70% of traditional retirement planning fails and the easy steps you can take today to protect your money, quality of life, and ability to age at home. 
Join Rajiv Nagayich for a safe, limited, in-person class in Federal Way, Tuesday, April 20th at 6 p.m. or Thursday, April 22nd at 6 p.m. Make your free, no-obligation reservations at LifePointLaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 3191970 A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Safe, independent living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayach talking all things aging. If aging is in your mind, any questions you have about the aging issue, and these are the questions we got. Carl and Nick calling about slightly different issues but same variations, right? I mean, we, we, live, we live our life and something goes wrong, and how in the world do we deal with all this stuff? Uh, in Carl's case, he was blessed to have received an inheritance. If he discloses it to the government, spend all that money down, uh, give it back to the government in the form of subsidy repayment. And then after that, you can maybe go back on Section 8 housing. Uh, if you don't know how to even face the question, you probably end up losing the assets. There always are answers that I promise you. The question is, are you asking the right questions? Are you going to the right people to ask the questions? And talking about the right questions today, just a reminder, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the Aging Options Campus in Federal Way, we're having a live event on this great, wonderful day. I'm looking out at the beautiful sun, and, and oh, my God, what a great day. And this would be a great day for you to start getting some sense of normalcy. If you're out and about, you've been thinking about coming to a seminar uh, for some time because we've been doing these seminars for the last about 17 or 18 years now. We've been doing these seminars. And many of you have thought about, yeah, yeah, we'll need to go, we'll need to go. For one year, we've been holed up. Wouldn't it be great for you just to say, okay, well, today is the day I'm going to make it, get back to a sense of normalcy. It's a small crowd that we're going to be having up there, uh, maybe very small, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, if you are out and about, just come on down. Uh, the address is 31919 6th Avenue South. Uh, in Federal Way, it's one mile w- west of I-5. It's easy to find, great parking, and we will give you world-class education about what you need to do so you can get back to being normal again. And if today doesn't work for you, we've got two uh, other events coming up. Uh, one is on the 20th, one is on the 22nd. These are both going to be online events. If you don't want to come in person, you can obviously choose the online event. Uh, and then if you want uh, the live, but you can't make it today, we'll be doing the same live event next Saturday in, in, in uh, Olympia. So you can go to Life 
slavepointlaw.com, the slavepointlaw.com, and you can register up there. And today you don't even have to register. If you just want to show up, that'll be fine. I know we'll have some spots up there. We're just opening it up. I'm just giddy. I, I have to tell you, I am giddy about getting back to this sense of normalcy. This used to be my life. is to look forward to doing these events, educating people around the, uh, around the state uh, on these issues, and I'm just so giddy to be able to start doing this all over again. Uh, and hopefully we will continue to keep doing it, and, and uh, the pandemic is not going to go back in regression. So that's what we're going to do today. If you have any, any questions, uh, we can probably squeeze a quick call in, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. If not, you can go to agingoptions.com, take a look at the stories. And one of the stories we have there is Morningstar article on estate planning that misses the point. And so what is the article? What is this article talking about? This article is talking about all traditional types of estate planning issues. And it's talking about, look, I mean, you need to prepare documents. Estate planning is more than just a pile of paperwork. That's what the article and the author in this article is talking about. It's more than a pile of paperwork. And she's right. I mean, when you take a look at estate planning, I mean, the the paperwork is just a representation. It should be a guide to what people will need to do with that paperwork or what actions they will need to take uh, with the authority that is granted in this paperwork for them at some time in future. But then that's where the article starts going all wrong. I mean, it makes all the right moves. Uh, estate planning is more than paperwork. Yep, I agree with that. And you should communicate with your family members and, 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 and uh, loved ones who you have named as agents in the paperwork. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, she also gives good counsel that if you're dealing with children who are under 18, well, you don't want to make it too, too nuanced for them. They may not really appreciate as to what the details are going to mean as much as they will when they are 40 or 50. And so, again, I agree. I think you need to do that. But then that's where it starts falling apart. Up until this time, all good. From this point on, all it's all talking about what are you going to talk about? It's all talking about after I die, who's going to manage my estate? Who's going to manage my affairs? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Important? Yeah. Is that the only thing you need to talk about? Is that as important as some other issues? Absolutely not. And I think that's the mistake people make when they think about estate planning. Think about it. If you're thinking about going seeing a lawyer, what do you think you want to get accomplished? I bet you most of the people will say, I want to make it easy for people to inherit the assets when I die. I want to make it easy for people to deal with the stuff when I die. And the fallacy in that thinking is dying is the easy part. When I'm dead, I'm gone. I have no control over it. The laws are pretty robust in America that basically say that if you die even without a will, if you happen to have a spouse and you've been married long enough, everything will go to the spouse. Don't have a spouse but have children, everything will go to the children equally. And most of us really end up wanting to do exactly that. It's nothing different. The laws around dying are the easy part. What's missing? Living. We prepare a power of attorney. In the document, we recognize that, you know, we are not going to be independent all the, all the while. Death is not the only thing that can happen to us. We could become ill, and somebody will need to go ahead and pay our bills, file our taxes, manage our money. Uh, if the plumbing starts leaking, become the plumber, take care of the house, all those sorts of things, Right. But today, ask yourself this. With the power of attorney, you name a certain number of people. If today that person you named as the power of attorney, let's say it's your oldest child, they're going to manage your money. If today they had to go ahead and file your taxes, how easy will it be for them? How much discussion do we have about these issues? 
the issue in 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 the state planning the state planning is about dying i mean i get that part of it that's what law schools teach us it's about who gets what when i die how do i die who's going to manage my stuff till i die but you compare all of that to the other issues that we should be talking about which is how do i want to live when i fall ill where do i want to be cared for how am i going to accomplish that without making my children having to become my unpaid caregivers in the process or burning through all the life savings that i've accumulated over the lifetime because none of these bills or most of these bills are not going to be covered by your healthcare medicare system you'll have to pay for all of that stuff privately out of your own pocket how are we supposed to know any of that stuff what is the guidance in there that's where estate planning goes wrong and that's where life planning actually comes in life planning is a simple concept that says look when you go talk to different professionals about what you need to do you go to doctors and what do you need to do doctors are there for the most part to help you deal with illnesses after you fall ill you fall ill give me a call i am here we've got hospitals we've got all sorts of robust systems to take care of you if you're not if you've not able to manage your own affairs you go down to financial planners we'll show you how to invest money we'll uh, recommend you buy a long term care insurance policy uh maybe buy an annuity to hedge your 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 risk against the market going up and down you don't need any of that you need guaranteed income we'll show you how to do all of that and most importantly we'll show you how to invest your money properly so you can grow your money grow your wealth lawyers die 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 planning housing people mortgage and and here's a house that you need to buy what's missing in all of this what's missing is that when you're dealing in retirement you you need to understand the trajectory as to how a dream goes into a nightmare how a good life becomes a bad life as long as you're healthy everything is okay the moment you lose your health that's when all the nightmares begin and you end up in the hospital and end up in the care setting exactly where you were hoping never to end up from there it becomes a financial issue because health insurance is not going to cover it the cost can be a few thousand to 10 to 12000 dollars a month for every month you're living and then it will become a legal issue oh go see rajiv go see an elder law attorney because they'll help you cope with these crazy expenses and all along the way all your family is stuck in your life the only question is how much time do they have and how well prepared are they this is a routine that we go through but at the planning stages when you're dealing with professionals this none, none of this actually comes to the surface every planner is saying i've done my job now you need to go see somebody else nobody coordinates your doctor your financial planner lawyer not sitting around a table saying anything that i should be doing differently or anything that i'm doing that may come back to hurt what you're doing and that's the missing piece and that's what life planning is actually designed to cover look healthcare traditional healthcare is about giving you access to care after you fall ill what's wrong with that here's what's wrong with it if you don't want to go into a nursing home then the prescription is don't fall ill how much education is there but not falling ill in the traditional healthcare system even though university of minnesota publishes research that shows that if you have the right medical team you can lower your risk of going to a nursing home you can lower your risk of needing home care or home health by 40% and life planning ties a bow around all of that it it looks at reality that look life is multidisciplinary in nature you're going to need to deal with health housing finance legal family issues and all of these issues need to be dealt with at the same time and that's what we're going to talk about today in the seminar if you're out and about in federal way show up at 1:00 
uh, today in the afternoon. And if not today, next Saturday we'll do another live event in Olympia. And if you're not ready for live events, uh, you can go online on, on April 20th and 22nd, but register for one of these events. Anyway, before the music is playing, we got to go, but let's talk about uh, Huskies beat Minnesota 17-7 in Rose Bowl. Eggs were 30 cents a dozen. Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space. And Tossing and Turning was the first, uh, was the most popular song of the year. And the year was? Tarek, guess, guesses? Uh, 2013. 1961. Yes, you're the winner. Ah, thank you. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> It was 1961 when when that that all these events happened. Listen, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for being part of this show and letting us be part of your life. If you have any questions, give us a call. LifePoint Law is there to help you, guide you to proper retirement planning. Thank you. A. John. We'll see you next week.